Lawrence! Paul Goody! Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. I want to apologize on the offset outset for my squeaky chair. This is something that Jennifer mentioned. Uh, now, Jennifer, as you know, is doing audiobooks. Yes. And so she has been having problems with how squeaky the chair is. And we had a conversation today about how she said, yeah, I'm going to have to oil that chair or tighten everything up or something. And I was like, gotcha. And she was upset with me because I said, gotcha. And, and not, we, I'll take care of it myself, don't worry? Well, well, not even that, um, but close, sort of. Uh, other times she'll say something and I'll say, okay. And she'll like, okay, what does that mean? And we, we investigated it a little bit more. And what it is, is that what I have said is very neutral. Like, I could have just not said anything at all. It's, it's as good as me not saying anything. I'm going to go and oil the chair or tighten it up. No response. I'm going to go oil the chair or tighten it up. Gotcha. I have not contributed anything to the conversation. <laughs> I've just made an utterance. Right. Indicating that I, if, if anything, indicating that I've heard her. I have heard what she has said, and that's all that I'm willing to, to acknowledge. Obviously, yes. Oh, I'll take care of that. Would be better. It's funny. I still suffer from this. Me going, I have no idea how to oil a chair or tighten a chair up. That's not, I don't know how to do it. There are so many things that we as human beings don't know how to do until we attempt it. And then all of a sudden we know how to do it. And I think that's important. Yeah, I'm running into that right now where I, uh, I've been asked to do uh, an animation of a character walk uh, jogging. And uh, I've, I don't do character animation. And so I get, get to learn how to do it. And, but once oh. I learn how to do it, I will have done it. And it will be done. Are, are, you, are you already looking at how to do it? Like, have you watched YouTubes on character walking or anything? Yeah, I have this um, script called Duik Basel 2. Second huh. version. And so the the hard part is actually getting the people who are who wa want me to do this, who actually give me the artwork to set up their Illustrator files in such a way as to make the uh, character rigging easier. So yeah. more than half the time is spent uh, modifying the um, the Illustrator files. Wow, because I have I have a book on like cell character anime and, and walk cycles and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, where they give you kind of basically what it is is it's a, you know it's a book. And they say, for frame one, do this. For frame two, do this. For frame three, do right, this. Right, And then, uh, do you have something that uses onion skinning at all? No. Onion skinning I, is... Yeah, I know what onion skinning is, but I, no, it's just, it's, I'll do, I do it all in After Effects, so... Yeah, it just lets you draw in between the frames so that yeah. you can... And then there are other things, and I'm sure you've seen this before. When computers started doing frames in between frames to make them look smooth... You can take single frames and they look insane. Like the face is all mashed up and things are all smeared around and stuff. But when you see it moving, it looks good. As opposed to traditional yeah. cell animation, maybe doesn't look as good. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> so, I, can't, I can't say that I've been enjoying this process, though. Oh, no. No, I can imagine a lot of um, frustration... It's yeah. tedious. But the good thing about this is that it, you're not hand-drawing at all. No. Hand-drawing at all is uh, more difficult. And obviously. I hope that the, uh, I would have more time to do this than what they've given me. Yeah. So um, I wanted to, to mention, if I haven't mentioned this already, it's possible that I've mentioned this, but... We'll see uh, that I that I was gonna buy me a little snack, buy me a little snacky snack for the for the podcast. So I bought cotton candy, and the problem is that it's old Vienna cotton candy, by the way. And as you can see, old Vienna cotton candy has a picture of St. Louis on it. You know. <laughs> um, but the thing that I forgot about, because I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't make any crunch sound. It melts in your mouth. There's no problem. But there's this. Listen to that. There's bag. this, Ben. Yeah, so it's yep. not it's not great, and uh, my 
I, I'm thinking more and more about how little we edit the podcast. Yeah. And my guess is, so my guess is that that is going to be the first time that anyone has heard my funny cotton candy joke. But there's a possibility <laughs> yeah. that Ben has actually heard it once before. We don't, we do not rehearse, but occasionally something may happen where we have to start over. And you people at home don't know that we've started over. But right. when it does happen, it's kind of funny for us because we have to be like, okay, we're going to be natural off the cuff like this normally goes, except that Paul has found something that maybe isn't even funny, but that he thinks is funny, <laughs> and he's going to do it again like it's the first time that he did it, and Ben is going to have to sit well, there and watch him do it. You know, I've uh, I've done theater before. I've yeah. uh, done films before. I know what it's like. I, uh, but there's, you know, I can there's play a, along. There's a, there's a convention there, right? Like, people who watch a film or, um, you know, have a, even a play, they know that there's been rehearsing. They, they know that the people who are doing this, it's contrived. They do it every night, all that kind of thing. Yeah. A podcast, it's, it's kind of more like um, when you're doing reality television, even though... You have a microphone, which means that there had to be some discussion ahead of time about what you're doing, especially if you're wearing a lavalier. There's a there's actually a person yeah. who puts it on you and all that, and they tell you where to sit and how to do this. You still try to make it look natural. And I've mentioned this before, or have I, that a lot of work goes into making look something look spontaneous. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Improv... When you are, and, and this is the thing, people have a hard time believing it, but improv, when you do it just off the top of your head and you're just riffing and stuff, it looks oftentimes to a non-trained, a non-improv trained person, it looks like you're doing a script. Yeah. It looks like you're, because most of the people who do improv, I, and I'm I'm generalizing here, but most of them are kind of writers and actors together. They're writing the thing that they're doing while they're doing it. So like you and I, if we're doing an improv scene, we have gone through theater classes. We know about act structure and, and rising tension and all that kind of stuff. And we put that into our performances kind of naturally. Like we know this is sort of how the scene should go and all that. Whereas someone who is just watching us do it may not have that sort of innate sense about how a story is told. And so if we hit those beats that they're used to, they think that it's people sit down and have written it when in fact that is not the case. Yeah. I've seen some, I've seen some great improv uh, over the years. I've seen some bad improv too, but the really great stuff was, it was just amazing that uh, there was no, no, no constructed story beforehand. Uh, now exactly. I know imp I know improvisers rehearse and all that, and um, and so there you know there there may be beats that they that they know they need to hit at certain points. But as right. far yeah, like, sure. I saw this Shakespearean improv once, and it just blew me away how good it was. Yeah, um, you know my my friend uh, Matt Young, who uh, is Usador and. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, a podcast which, by the way, I have not listened to in way too long, and I apologize to them if they're listening, which they aren't, <coughs> that I, I haven't listened to their podcast in a while. But yeah, he was part of uh, that that group, and they're great. They're, they really know what they're doing. They know the language. They know how to say things in the, in the same uh, cadence and everything. Yeah. So it's really good. I'm going to cough again. One moment. No, your <coughs> microphone. We're keeping it in. Um, Dang it. But That's... conversely, what I was what I was going to say is that when you are doing live um, live stuff, like actual live stuff for your your general um, reality TV show where you're just a person, you're just a person with a microphone on and you're in a situation. The fact that you 
have a camera on you, the fact that you are mic'd up and everything like that will make you behave unnaturally. Yeah, I can believe that. So they have to they have to tell you a little bit about how to appear natural, which seems counterintuitive. Is that your but, experience? Um people I my my experience would be that people do not do not know that you need to be coached in order to appear natural. Well, it's also, I mean, you can just see this at, like, um, weddings or parties where somebody has a video camera. People people don't naturally act natural when they know they're being filmed. They don't naturally ignore a camera. Yeah. In 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 a real situation, they acknowledge the camera and maybe even play to it. Whereas you're told whenever you're doing a reality show and spoilers for reality show stuff uh, <laughs> to pretend like the camera isn't there. Yeah. That's the main thing. You don't look at it. You don't. And just that one little bit of instruction will do two things. One, it will make you appear more natural usually. And then two... Uh, it will also, however, put you outside of the natural reaction that people would have if there was a camera there. So it's kind of interesting, for sure. Um, one of the things I'm going to have to ask you, Ben, we are at uh, a different time code on my stuff is when I started Yeah. recording. How far are we in the podcast right now? Uh, I think... I think we restarted at about 20 after, so we're 11 minutes in. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Feels okay, so much so, longer, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does feel a lot longer. Um, so we are great, and I like you. This is a good. This is a good time I that we're having. Yeah, I just had to. Uh, I just had to go back, and I know we may not be acknowledging, you know, what has happened, but I had to go back <laughs> and just confirm that everything's been taken care of. Um, has everything been taken care of? Everything. Most everything has been taken care of. The uh, the the previous show link. If you're just joining us, or if you are. Uh, uh, you know, a friend, the previous show link we sent out no longer works. Yeah, well, and, let's, but of let's course, talk. if you're hearing I, me say that, then you found the new one. I think that we should talk about it. I think that it enough time has passed that we can <laughs> we can talk about it. Uh, All right. So Ben and I make a lot of uh, jokes about how nobody ever watches this. Uh, this yeah. is a podcast that we make for no one. It's just Ourselves. him and me talking. Yeah, and. Uh, I've often speculated, hey, what would it be like if, if, you know, actual people came onto the podcast? And what would happen if actual people came onto the podcast is that almost immediately anti-Semitism. Yes. That, that's what, that's what would happen. Don't know how it happened. We got a call, which is how we figured out this started. We got a call from an unknown number. We Who, ans- by the way... The person was acting a little weird. Yeah. In general. Uh, yeah. I did not I did not recognize the voice. I thought maybe it might have been one of our friends who was just playing with us. Um, however, That's a problem with having friends that like to joke around. Exactly. Uh, however, after a couple of moments of you very graciously trying to engage the guest, I took a I peek over. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. You were doing job. a great job. You were actually getting him to open up. But I was I, I took a peek over at our YouTube comments, and boy, howdy, did I not like what I saw. Yeah, and, and just for the people at home, I did not uh, look at the YouTube comments. I do not have the YouTube comments. All that I see is a big picture of Ben and a small picture of me. (laughs) And Ben graciously sanitized the comments for me. He told me a little bit about what he was seeing, but he did not read them to me verbatim. Although there was at least... Yeah, oh, sorry, a lot of it a lot of it didn't even make sense to me. So there was obviously the anti-Semitism uh prevalent throughout. Um, uh, a request comments, for me to kill myself, I believe, uh, was another one. Yes. Or both of us. I mean, or come on, but I don't want to I don't want to exclude you from there the There was uh, oh, thank you, Paul. It's it's nice to be part of, you know, part of the fun. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, and uh, but the comments were coming really quick, and there was a lot of language being thrown around that I'd never heard of before. I thought maybe that there was um, a community. I don't want to say of gamers because that's giving gamers a bad name. A community of people who like to find random live videos on YouTube and dox them. Hmm. Just, just yes. uh, for whatever reason, just find a. And they seem to know each other because the person we were talking to was getting um, flamed. Is that the is that the word on uh, the comments? Like, like, uh, like, were they were they? making fun of him or were they, were they giving him fire they were making fun of him oh well, so, that's too bad i, I don't i even I don't, in your own group of anti-semites you, you you still can't please everybody that that seems that seems too bad i guess just because he was talking i mean here's the thing if if i were a group of people that that wanted to hate watch a youtube live stream and one of the people, one of the, the group of people that I was associated with called them and actually started talking to them. I would be, uh, I would be like, ha ha, I can't believe he's doing this. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I, I would, I would think I, it'd be funny. I, uh, so, so during all, well, so as, as Paul was engaging, I took a look at the comments and I made the decision to stop what we were doing. And start over. It took me a second to know, but Ben did a very good job. He said, Paul, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop this, <laughs> and then you and I are going to have a conversation, and then we're going to start the podcast over again, Yeah, which was great. This is uh, Ben Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, is not only a host on this podcast, but also <laughs> the moderator and the engineer. So Yeah, which is why uh, if you're watching, I'm, of work. I'm, I'm often looking at many different screens at once. That's um, right. Um... I'm gonna have to go through and make sure that they didn't find another one of our videos and put all that crap on it. But we got a voicemail to the show, uh -huh. the show number. Was um, it was it from the the group? Are you gonna read it? What's happening? Not from the same number from the group. Okay. Uh, and it's it's transcribed, and the transcription doesn't catch everything. Uh, so I don't know what the first sentence really means. So blank and blank is a blank. Everyone, everyone on IP two is an idiot. I don't know what IP oh. is. Okay, so here's what I can say is that the person that called us and was talking to us uh, said that they were part of that. Their job was to stream on IP two. IP two. So it's it's possible that that person. It's possible. That that person was engaging in uh, good. F I hate to say this, but maybe they were engaging in good faith, and the other people who were uh, flaming him were were a rival. Like maybe what we're seeing, Ben, is an actual turf war between these two groups of people uh, as to who can. Who is allowed to engage with us? And so I don't want to... The, the person that called us, obviously, uh, we're not going to post any of the audio. Uh, but I do want to say, just for the record, although they sounded out of it, they did not engage in... And th there was no name-calling. There was nothing. He Yeah. And I, I'm assuming his gender, but he seemed to be... Uh, willing to engage and talk did not say anything mean to me or untorrid uh all of the stuff that we're terming anti-semitism happened in the comments not in any of the dialogue that i had with him and i just want to make that clear that is true um, in case for some reason he finds the podcast and listens to it and wonders why he wasn't on it um <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, it's worth a... Worth the voicemail a goes on to say, I'm going to dox them all and send the SWAT team to all their choices. I'm wondering if to all their choices is really what he said. Yeah, uh, They know. should all start using VPNs on this website. I can't wait to find one of them beat the S out of them in the middle of the street by. So, a pleasant interaction. Well, and it's interesting to me, the idea... Like, how surprising it would be for me to have that happen. Uh, there, There isn't a lot of... Um, 
you know, uh, just just for fun, I'm going to check my... I normally don't use the internet on this, but I am going to just check my uh, <laughs> my Twitter account. And Maybe see... this is all your fault. People came from your Twitter. Uh, no, so far, no engagement whatsoever on Twitter. Let's just see on my TikTok. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the person mentioned that they they just went to YouTube Live and just found, like, the next one. Yeah, so. and, oh, let me check my YouTube, yeah, which I haven't done in a while. Um, doesn't you know, look like now this any is, of the other this videos. Is, important for me to remember that at one point in time I did actually uh, have a I did a YouTube thing on um, my my low work stuff I was host of a clip show and there uh, honestly uh, the the this guy is a Jew and and he should kill himself and I can't wait to beat him up was something that I was told there as well. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the same people, but it's the same exact statement, which is interesting. Maybe it's just the default state of YouTube in general. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to say YouTube is a garbage website, but I go to it way too often. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and edit my channel and I'm going to... <laughs> Uh, also, according to YouTube, nobody's can... watching right now, which is kind of a relief, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I'm going to do my channel settings here really quick. Um, name, Paul Goody, add description, privacy. Um, hmm, how do I... How do I turn this off in general? Well, actually, you don't, you don't link to my YouTube page from our page anyway no right yeah correct so i'm fine you're the one that's going to get doxxed ben well the and then uh, it's not connected to my personal youtube either this is the show's youtube channel oh no we refer to ourselves by name though all the time <laughs> oh no ah uh, we're not interesting enough that's my hope really honestly yeah. ben it, what would it, it why would somebody bother right Oh my God! If only. <laughs> oh no, Ben. Doctor Doctor Bauer is in danger. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I hope that doesn't happen again. That'd be nice if it didn't happen anymore, at all. And, and this is something. It, it it gives a great opportunity to talk about this. Whew. Someone says, "Well, if you don't want this to happen, don't have a podcast." And it's like, right. that really doesn't. It doesn't track. I mean, one should be able to have a podcast without having that happen. The having the podcast isn't what what brings that in. Uh, see also uh, women in general right. having to deal with that. Well, you shouldn't have gone outside then or whatever. It's, it's you know... It's the, yeah, it's not just having the podcast. It's also like live streaming it while we're doing it, and you know, you just you're you're the potential audience is uh, greater because people can't just randomly click on your video if they you know if they just find some random live video and then send and a link to their Discord server of of anti-Semitism and. Have and if they were if they were using their their suggestion, you know, obviously it's a nice suggestion that that we should use a VPN. Um, <laughs> but does that mean that, that wherever they're at, that they're going to show up to annex? I mean, honestly, Shh. now here. Oh, yeah. Right. Here's something, though. Given Stevens. General, you know, savviness when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the theater doesn't have a VPN set up. I would be surprised if you could find an IP address from a YouTube live link, right? Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, again, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a hacker. I don't know that. But so I, why, would the, why would that be information that you could see? 
I have a I have a I have a similar question. Carrot top. Right? Just <laughs> yeah. as a random thing. Let's say carrot top. Okay. I'm not saying that you and I are in Carrot Top's league at all. But let's say Carrot Top was doing a live, a YouTube live. Yeah. I'm going to find Carrot Top and beat him up in the street. Would probably be something that Carrot Top would receive from at least one person. Right. Right? So this is more about the people than about us. There's nothing about us specifically that makes people want to, <laughs> to beat, beat us, us up. up. <laughs> I don't I think. I would hope not. Yeah. The, the term too goofy to hate um, was used to describe us. I'm just going to gonna it's respond actually, to. I still use it to describe us. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good pull quote. I really I th- do enjoy it. I think, um, yeah, I think I'm going to put that back into the description of, of these live shows instead of the phone number. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. And I would say, um, uh, wow, that was fast. <laughs> was fast. I had to pull the stream due to death threat. So, for the last, would you say death death threat? Or, well, or not a credible one. I mean, somebody to, threatened to beat us up, but uh, uh, they're a less than credible, just standard YouTube comment hatred. I credible uh, threat of physical violence. You know, it's for the last you know five six years or so of doing the show we were like oh yeah we want audience interaction and then when we finally get it we just we figure out we don't like it first case first true case case of audience interaction are you typing this into Inter- twitter action yep um was not good. <laughs> I do yep. not like it. I do not like it! Exclamation point. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> so I, it, so. Uh, I just don't want. I think we do that. fine without audience interaction. Honestly. Yeah. What did you say, Ben? I apologize. I right. don't have the energy to deal with all of that i mean even if we were a big media empire i would want to have somebody on staff whose job it was was to delete all the hatred from the youtube comment section i have to think that 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 is actually something that's going on i have to think that there are people that are employed to do exactly that for larger streaming organizations it has to happen yeah i mean uh there's uh, on YouTube comments in the back end here. I can I can report users. So I could have gone through and just reported everybody and like maybe tried to remove them. But uh, yeah, it was just easier to nuke it and start over. Yeah, if you're ever bored, can you go back <laughs> into it and report the people or not? No, because it's, go- it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone forever. Yeah, YouTube actually makes you. I think that's you- better anyway. YouTube makes you check a box saying you understand this is permanent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing. And you know what? Maybe they're, maybe they are happy. Maybe they have a little gleeful, ha ha, we killed the stream, which is fine. Good for them. And ultimately what what battle, what battle was won there? (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. A stream nobody was watching to begin with. They're, if their goal was to was to drive us off YouTube Live, they did that. Didn't hurt us any. Kind of a win-win. I mean, we lost, but I think we're okay with losing. I don't know, Ben. Did you uh, ever participate in sports when you were a kid? Yeah, all the time. Did your team do well sometimes? No, never. Mine also never, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I am okay. I, I was not fine at the time because people would make fun of me and I'd feel bad. But now, and of course, uh, Mr. Rogers right. had a, a whole thing. I think I've talked to you about this before that I watched when, when Betty was 
uh, a child, and I don't remember it being on when I was a kid, this particular one, but it was great. I loved it so much. I've most likely talked about it on the podcast already. I'm going to talk about it again really quick. There's a chef, and the chef goes to a cooking competition, and there's a third, second, and first place, and he doesn't win any of the three. And he just talks about how it was great to see all the other chefs, and he got to talk to a lot of people, and it was really fun. And I love it. Yeah. So much. The the thing that we are taught, or that I was taught when I was a kid, is that you want to win. You want to win. If you're not winning, why are you even playing? Winning is everything. And all that. And yeah, for me, no. No, uh, I did not win. In fact, in my in my whole I've talked about this before, but in my whole grade school basketball career, I have only ever made two shots. They were both in the same game, and they were both from the side where the you know where the backboard is, right? Yeah. So I was I was parallel to the backboard. There was no backboard at all, and I shot it and it went in twice. Nice. And, and yeah, everybody was really impressed. Um, and they said, why don't you always do that? I was like, I can't always do that. <laughs> this is, I don't know what happened. I had one shot like that when I was in, I think I was in junior high, and we were playing basketball during P.E. And yeah. I was never, ever very good, but I made like this, uh, under duress, you know, there was like guards all around me, and I and I shot like uh, might have even been a three pointer. I don't think so, but um, but it went in. I, it probably didn't turn the game. It probably we were probably so far behind anyway. But I made a basket that was hard to make, and people saw, and I felt really cool for like a week after that. Yeah, see, that's the thing is that you're like, oh, well, maybe this were and no. <laughs> Yeah. No, this is not a big a big change in my life, but for a while it is. There's a little <laughs> bit of juice there. It's kind of cool. I uh, yeah, like in high school we played we played softball once. Uh, you know, I'll admit I'm not very good at sports. I like playing baseball though, um, or softball. And I was in the outfield, and I oh no wait no it wasn't it was football. Football like Which actual I, American football. Like American football, but at PE football. So we didn't wear padding or helmets or anything like that. Um, it was just, you know, you, you throw the ball and you catch it and you try to run or whatever. I think you weren't allowed to tackle, but I, uh, couldn't like, I was trying hard to cat when the ball was being thrown to me, if, when it did get thrown to me, I was trying really, really hard and I never, I didn't make any of them. And I remember after class, I was like, you know, getting ready to go back to a, like regular class in the locker room and, and the, the coach comes in he's like, oh, tough day out there, huh? And I'm, I'm like... I like it. I like that he said that to me. That he like saw that I was putting yeah. in the effort, even though it was terrible. I was trying, <laughs> you know, and uh, and he wasn't like mad at me for for dropping all those all those footballs. You know, I was thinking about martial arts uh, the other day, and about how I got into a whole bunch of trouble—not trouble, but like people were mad at me. Uh, when they tried to teach me martial arts because I would always run away from them as they were trying to hit me. <laughs> right. And eventually I came up with this thing of maybe maybe I need to find a run and hide martial art. Like a like a like a martial art for most martial arts kind of for um predators and omnivores, right? Like like Hey, you're gonna. You're, this person's coming. And you're gonna fight him, and here's how you're gonna fight him. As opposed to, I don't think there's a martial art that is specifically about running away and escaping. Like there are no strikes whatsoever. You're you're constantly just running, and if they catch you, then then you're dead. Uh, because that's where my mind is already at. Yeah. So if I just can hone in on that natural instinct. And never get caught. You know, I, um, I saw this one video of um, like a uh, somebody teaching martial arts, and the lesson. <coughs> oh Sorry. no, Ben! Oh, everyone, Sorry. Ben is dying. 
He's oh my God. Uh, Ben, are you okay? Oh, he's run back. away from this. Run away from this sickness. Um, no, it was uh, the lesson was how to defend yourself against somebody wielding a knife. How do you how to protect yourself against a knife attack? So he like he ha- has this volunteer. He gives this volunteer you know a knife or whatever a big knife, and yeah. he's like, here's what you do. And then so he's like, try to attack me. So the guy like starts going towards him, and the 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 guy turns around and just runs out of the room. Yeah, that's how yeah, you that's how you go. defend yourself against a knife attack. You exactly. run away. Also, a spear. That's the second one. A spear or a, a um, you know, if you're a good <clears throat> shot, maybe a, a ranged weapon like a like a slingshot. The MythBusters actually okay. did a what is faster to defend yourself with. A knife yeah. or a gun, and it was uh, the way they had set up the experiment was that there was a um, Jamie was a certain amount away holding a knife. I mean, it was like a it was like a fake knife, and you know, like they yeah. all both had like protective suits and stuff. And Adam had like a holstered pistol. Yeah. And on go, Jamie ran towards Adam, who was just standing there, and he had to see. Adam had to see if he can unholster the pistol, aim it, and fire before Jamie pegged him with the knife. Yeah. And what what it turned out was he never was able to. The knife always won. So maybe it's not so bad bringing a knife to a gunfight. Hey, think about that. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mr. Bond. Hey, speaking about Mr. Bond. Uh. I keep seeing ads about uh, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. James Bond. The uh, last Daniel last Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Which is, it's funny to me. I've talked to you about this before. Um, the new Bond, whoever it's going to be, how, how James Bond is kind of like Doctor <clears throat> Who. Yeah. Or I guess maybe Doctor Who is kind of like James Bond in, the, in a way that like... Like, oh, the new one, the new, and there's a new one and people don't like the new one. And then, and then when it comes time for them to be done, they're like, oh, no one's going to be as good as this person who right. I didn't like when they first started. Yeah. <coughs> Although I would so, love to see the uh, James Bond regeneration process. That, oh my gosh, Ben. <laughs> like Pierce Brosnan turning into Daniel Craig. That <laughs> Has anyone done that? <laughs> Has anyone done that? Because if they haven't, oh my gosh, that's so well, funny. And would, would be, that... it would be very popular, yeah. I think. Oh my gosh. Oh, Ben, I love it so much. <laughs> I, I I just like thinking about it. That is so, that is so great. Because you could totally do it now. There, there is enough happening with computer technology and video editing and all that that you could absolutely make that happen. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I'm going to, Ben, I'm serious. You've cheered me up so much. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Um, Hey, did you watch uh, Squid Game yet? I have not seen Squid Game, but last week when Steven was with us, he was very interested to see your, to hear your opinions on it. I really liked it. I really liked it. And here's something interesting. And I don't think, I honestly don't think that this negates the idea of white privilege, white privilege at all but it's funny that right now there's a there's a a conversation about critical role which is a dungeons and dragons podcast yeah Uh, they're having their new season come up and uh the cast does not have any people of color in it and the the suggestion that they have is that well it's just a group of friends it's a group of friends who who were playing Dungeons and Dragons and it blew up and now they're really popular, but they don't want to recast their friend group. Right. You know, their friends. Um, so two things happened. One is that there was a Twitch leak and they found out that uh, Critical Role makes uh, the equivalent almost of $3 million a year. God damn. Right. And and somebody said to put that in perspective. If you wanted to make three million dollars, and let's say that you make fifty thousand dollars a year after all of your expenses, yeah. So if you're just banking fifty thousand dollars a year, it would still take you sixty years to get that much money. So right. 
It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, sure it started out as friends, but now they're a little bit more important. And, and this is a and, podcast that yeah, makes a podcast three, that makes a three million podcast, a year, a podcast where people play Dungeons and Dragons, Ben. That's what it is. It's an actual play. Was podcast. it the first one? What makes it so special? It, pretty much. It was sort of the first one and it will. <laughs> here's the thing. Also, uh, the people who are in it are all professional voice actors, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, uh but so really, there I mean, there's may money. Have been name recognition before the, the show started. Right. There, there are also people that make a lot of money at Renaissance festivals, for example, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, there are markets for this sort of thing, but that's part of the reason why they're like, well, Hey, they should maybe, you know, if they're all about inclusivity and things like that, maybe they should do this. And the thing that people say when they talk about it is why should they, you know, mess up and cast, uh, people that they don't know, and the thing is, the, the this is not, I want to point this out, this isn't Critical Role saying it, it's the Critical Role fandom who's saying it. They say, well, these were friends who started out playing, why should they mess that up? And all that I'm thinking is that you're, you're really coming on and defending the fact that they didn't have any non-white friends. When they were right. playing the game. That's kind of what they're saying. And it doesn't sound as good as maybe people think it does in their heads. But this is the, the thing that I was going to say is that, you know, the whole representation matters things. It would be it would be nice to see someone who looks like me on this show. Maybe I would watch it then. And I was thinking about how, like, the Squid Game is you know, a largely Korean cast. There's uh, there's one uh, participant in it who's from Pakistan. There's some white folks that show up every once in a while. But, but when I'm watching the Squid Game, I have no problem, uh, like watching the show. I don't I don't have a problem with identifying with the people in the show any more than I do with a white cast. And I was thinking that this is an aspect, I think anyway, of white privilege. Because 90% of the shows that I see have white people in them. Yeah. So I can I can watch something that has no white people and go, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this guy and I do this and all that. Because it's... It's it's novel. It's an option. <laughs> it's a... Well, sure, novel, yes. But but also it's, it's an option. I can always go back to all the other 90, whatever. Right. Now... There is an aspect that I know where The Greatest American Hero, for instance, I liked that show because there was a guy with curly hair on it. Right. And there weren't that many people with curly hair when I was growing up in shows that I was interested in watching. So I can, you know, I can sort of, but it's not the same thing at all. And I was talking to Jennifer about this the other day, and I could go from now until when I die. If they, if every new show produced, every new film produced, didn't have any white people in it whatsoever, I would still be able to watch a majority of of popular entertainment that's out there from like other years and all that, and it wouldn't really make a dent necessarily in the chances of seeing a white person on screen. Right. Because of how much time. Well, also, and I think earlier white today, white faces Todd, have dominated. Earlier. Sorry, say again. Also, what, you know, what, what happened to us earlier today, just uh, illustrates, uh, you know, you are a considerably, uh, uh, you know, well-versed individual and, uh, and don't hate other cultures. I try and not to. Don't feel um, like like your kind is dying out, which is getting represented in you know media that's you know pushing di- pushing diversity down our throats. Right. You know? Exactly. And I mean, I I at one point would not have thought that that was a you uh, a, a a rare attribute to be accepting of other cultures, 
But right. I'm starting to think a little otherwise. Well, here's an interesting thing. I was talking to Jennifer about this today, too. I went to the University of Missouri-Columbia. That's why she never listens 19... to the show anymore, because he just t- <laughs> repeat exactly. everything. Oh, this thing again. <laughs> uh, I went to the University of Columbia, uh, University of Missouri at Columbia in 1991. That's when I first started attending there. And the theater department was run by a man named Clyde Ruffin. And Clyde Ruffin had... He was he was the he was the head of the theater department, and he had two, basically two different theater departments. There was the theater department, and there was the black theater department. This is twenty years ago, and he and I were on good terms. I mean, he's a you know academic guy up here, and I'm just you know me, an undergrad. Yeah. But I said, you know, why are there two different departments? And he said, if we didn't have the black theater department. The actors in the black theater program would never get cast in anything if they were just in the white theater program. And he didn't say white theater program. He just said in the theater program. But that was kind of what it was. The The black theater program had to exist because there was at that point in time, like a play that was written by a white guy would have an all-white cast. It was just thought of as being the way it was supposed to be. So we're not that far from that mindset. And so in your, you know, $3 million all-white cast show, saying that you have people of color who work behind the cameras doing other things doesn't really answer that question of... You know, if you have this many people around the table, why is there not more representation? It's also a little, I mean, that's a tricky situation I would not want to be in because then if you if you then try to diversify your cast and you bring in one or two people of color, then other people just see that as tokenism. Well, and this is the thing that uh, I, I listen to a lot of uh, people on TikTok talk about this uh and by and large the non-white creators who talk about this feel like tokenism and worrying about tokenism is mostly a white person pursuit like they're like i say that i want to see more people that look like me on this show and you say well i wouldn't want to be tokenism that's your problem (laughs) that's something that you're worried about. That's not what I'm worried about. Right. Now, granted, uh, you know, non-white creators in Dungeons and Dragons and TTRPG TikTok are not a monolith. They don't all agree on everything. And I'm not trying to imply that they do, but that is at least one of the criticisms of that, of that kind of uh, statement is that, yeah, um, the whole concept of tokenism comes from basically white people pushing back against affirmative action because the the idea i have not heard that angle yeah yeah the idea of tokenism is that the person who is sitting at the table did not deserve their place at the table yeah that they only got there because they fill some sort of a quota right um so the the use of the the term tokenism indicates that there's a disparity again between the person who is fulfilling the role and the talent level that one assumes the person needs to be in that role and in this case again going back to the the idea that they're all friends around the table it goes back to the idea that no one at that table is as good of friends with a non-white person as they are with each other which is not necessarily the flex that people think it is right when they say it had i used the term flex and probably used it wrong and it doesn't matter at this point. i wouldn't worry about it you know if uh, we just get a bunch of millennials or the generation after millennials whatever they're called uh if they start i think uh, aren't they chatting alphas? at us in the uh, chat and how paul used oh no flex no wrong. generation y Generation Y. Gen Y? Uh, Betty. Betty is in that. Is in Gen Didn't Y. Didn't Gen Y come after Gen X? Haven't we already had a Gen Y? I think it's Gen X, Millennials. Gen Z. Gen Z, Ben. 
Gen, Gen Z. Z. Gen Z. They're Gen Z. Gen Z. Sorry, yeah. Gen Sounds... Gen Y kind of became millennials. I yeah. I think I've mentioned this before. I might have even pe- mentioned this in the last podcast. That I think in a lot of ways, Gen X and millennials are actually sort of lumped together a little bit. Yeah, we talked about this like, last week. Be- because boomers are living so long. Yeah. Like... Like, a lot of them would be dead by now. Maybe. And some of them are. Some of them are. COVID is still happening, ladies and gentlemen. And still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, still a thing. I wore uh, respirators given to me by uh, Stephen McCunless, friend of the show, today. Who actually uh, texted the chat line and hey. uh, he said he was trying to watch the stream. He feels like we're trying to hide. I uh, told him it was a whole thing and sent him the link to the new stream. But, oh, yes. Uh, I don't see him on. If you're here, Steven, say hello. Um, yeah. And then listen to the show when it comes out next Monday to find out why <laughs> you could find the old stream. May you live in interesting times oh, of God. your live stream. Indeed. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is what we're saying. Indeed. Um, yeah, so... wonder if I can just... Uh, we have a, another... Uh, I think about ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yeah. Hey, Betty! We'll see if Betty shows up. Um, but yeah, it's great talking to you. Again, uh, I am going to be giving or participating in a... Uh, talk back after the documentary A Glitch in the Matrix, which I am featured prominently in. Is there a way you are featured prominently? Is there a way for people to watch this? I don't believe so. I think it's just for people who are at this certain college. Gotcha. Uh, I'll mail out the Zoom link and people can join (laughs) as a participant. No, I'm not doing that. Um, maybe, maybe everyone who showed up to our podcast earlier will, will find and interact with, no, that will not happen, but it is, it is kind of interesting, Ben. And I, and I, I mentioned this a little bit, but on my 23andMe, my percentage of Judaism, Ashkenazi Judaism is low. It is present, but it's low. Yeah. And yet I have received many like basically what I'm saying is white supremacists think that I am much more Jewish than some of the orthodox Jewish community would think. Which I I mean Which is I've, I've known you for too long but like I don't I don't see it. <laughs> then that that we can keep that in. <laughs> but no. I just don't understand. No. no, I'm not saying. I just. I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't understand why people immediately peg you as Jewish. <sighs> Sorry. Now I'm thinking about people immediately pegging me, and it's not. <laughs> it's not the greatest. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It. It surprised. And and to be fair, we have talked about this for people who are just listening to this. Ben and I have had this conversation off air a lot about. Like, uh, as an example, when I was in France, there was a British couple there. Uh, I was going to enter into uh, this chapel to look at it. And one of them said to me, you better not let your rabbi catch you going in there. You'll probably burst into flames. And at the time I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, This is before I knew... Anything. See, I was raised by a... I was adopted. I was raised by a Lutheran family. And I did not consider myself Jewish. So it's interesting that certain people who have an agenda put me into that category. I have to think... Yeah. Like, Jennifer, Jennifer and I talked about this. And it's a little crazy. I don't know. Maybe we need a trigger warning on this one. I don't know. But that if I were subject to you know the eugenics 
caliper tests and things like that that the Nazis did on people that I would not pass. That I would be put into the Jewish group because of some of my facial features and things of that nature. So, um, a very strange conversation to have with one's uh, spouse, but it was still, I mean, I was the one who asked. So, yeah. So that's something Jennifer, as you know, knows a lot about a lot of things. So it's worth it. I don't know. I don't think Betty is coming. All right. So we might just, we might just continue on. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, they brought it up. That's what I'll say is that those folks brought it up. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like it's something that shouldn't be talked about. I think. Uh, but, but yeah, every, maybe, maybe there's something like, if this makes sense, if you are anti-Semitic, maybe it's similar to the idea of you've got some nunchucks and you want to hit a bad guy. You know, you're, a, you're like a 13 year old kid. You've got nunchucks and, and you yourself don't think of yourself as a bad person. You think of yourself as a superhero and you want to fight a bad guy. So you go around looking for bad guys and that eventually you will find someone that you think, okay, well, this works as a bad guy. So you're hyper vigilant for anyone that looks like they might be committing a crime in the same way. If you want to hate a Jewish person, maybe every person that you're looking at, you're like, okay, what about that guy? Yeah, it's like it's like if you know that saying, if your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Yeah, the one thing is that, of course, there's the uh, there's the Dave Chappelle thing where he plays the blind Klansman, and sometimes when I look back at the situations in my life, like like again, there was a time when I was at school in college, and this this one girl that I was trying to date had a supremely racist roommate. I I think I talked about this and she kept on every time that I was over there, she would talk about Jews and how much she didn't like them. And I was like, it's weird. Every time that I go over there, she talks about how much she doesn't like Jews. And eventually one of the people, my friend group goes, she thinks you're Jewish. I was like, what? And obviously Why? just didn't like you and wanted you to leave. Yeah, and <clears throat> and of course, you know, now this might be the autistic thing. Uh, I did not pick up on that at all. That was not, you know, it, and also by virtue of my upbringing, I, I did not have any sensitivity to that. Yeah. Like, this is not something that is being said about me. I, I did not agree with it. And I eventually uh, stopped going over there. So in a way, I guess she defended her roommate <laughs> from me. But yeah, that was that was tough. That was a, a tough thing when eventually, you know, a long time afterwards, I was like, oh, that's what was going on. Because then she wasn't around for me to, you know, yeah. Say and what would I have said? That's the other thing. I don't know what I would have said at that time. Nothing to do in that, that case but leave. I mean, yeah, that exactly. Person, you uh, that you delete weren't your issues. You delete the live stream link. You delete the live stream and you stop talking to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You. Did Steven ever find us? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, he's. I sent him the link to the show, but I don't think he followed it. So. Steven, sorry okay. you missed this one. Uh, we'll be back next week at a regular time. So you know what I'm going to do, Ben? What are you going to do, Paul? I'm going to find I'm going to find the the break, and I'm going to delete it before I send you the audio file. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. So that so that you have it, and and you know just doing my my small part, my little tiny part of. Uh, Working on engineering the show. It's the least I could do. And Indeed. I mean, it, it really is the least I can do. And it's all I'm doing. So I feel At all right about it. At least you do the very least. That's right. That's right. Exactly. 
Um, yeah. But wow, what a what a crazy show! What a day, man! And, what a day! And now we know that we enjoy having zero engagement. Zero engagement <laughs> is just fine. Indeed, I prefer it I that think. way. Yeah. All right. So we have about four minutes left. No, three minutes left. I, I, I have I have one minute on the clock. Oh really? I, right, uh, well, I I can't remember when it was uh, when I finally started the new link. Or um, I'll tell you what. Let's go to. Oh, uh, actually, oh right, right. Yeah, okay. Four fifteen. Uh, so we're actually over by about four minutes right now. All right. Well, that's great then. Let's just go with that. Hey yep. Ben. Paul. Do me a favor. Between now and the next time we speak, can you please keep it wrong? I I want you to keep it wrong, but in a thoughtful and mindful manner. I believe I shall. <laughs> All right. Thank man. you, Ben. Talk to you later. Talk to you more later. Uh, bye. Bye. No need for room tone. Oh, I'm hitting the microphone. That's no good. I don't like it.